Wednesday. Good day to you. Bill Michael Show on the air. Halfway through the week, the anticipation for Sunday night growing. Got up this morning and uh, had a workout at the gym. People are talking. You know, obviously, DeMar Hamlin is still the, you know, top of mind uh, discussion. But then it reverts back to, you know, can Aaron Rodgers play well? Can he play better than he did against the Lions in the first game between these two teams? Can the Packers get a win? If so, who do you want to face? And all that kind of stuff. A lot of anticipation. A lot of anticipation. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, uh, go ahead and give us a shout. You can also get a hold of us uh, over on uh, uh, Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. At Ben Z. Kenny, Ben Kenny producing the program today. You can find us over on the uh, Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. Uh, YouTube. YouTube, you can find us. Uh, we appreciate it when you go there. You uh, find us, uh, youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show, and then subscribe. And that way, when the show comes on the air, it just pops up. You're good to go. So we appreciate that. Uh, also, if you want to find us on Twitch TV, you can over at Twitch TV. Good to go there. Same thing, Bill Michaels Show. Uh, you can find us email, thebillmichaels at gmail.com, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. The uh, website, simply thebillmichaels.com. And uh, then you can listen to us on all the podcasts afterwards. You can find us on Apple. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Google, all the different podcast platforms. So there you go. Uh, that being said, Ben, Kenny, how you doing today? Uh, good. You know, Wednesday, dreary, weather stinks. Uh, other than that, I- I'm good. College football is ending this coming Monday, and I'm a little sad. Yeah. Um, the uh, The college football thing. Is it anticlimactic because it's also going to coincide with football in the NFL style this weekend as well? No, it always does. It always lands on this. Well, it's on Monday it, night, so it's yeah. It's it just standalone. doesn't feel well. The standalone championship game always feels different, but the the bowl season this year it just didn't feel like bowl season, did it? Oh, it did for me, a hundred percent. I, I did mean, it. Oh, the games were unbelievable from start to finish. I also like when I go and work out after the show. The games is all. The, I watch all of them. I try to catch as right. many as I can. the The bowl season was absolutely amazing from start to finish. I it, it yeah. felt like one of the better ones in in recent memory, frankly. I um, it, it, I don't know. It, maybe it's just because. Christmas and New Year's and such fell on a weekend. I'm I'm accustomed to getting up on New Year's Day, watching the uh, the Rose Parade, and, and it just it didn't have that because everything happened on a Monday. It was weird after everybody. Yeah, I know it was a national holiday and such, but we were still working, and I didn't get up fired up to go watch the Rose Parade. I got up to go work out and take a shower and come to work. And yeah, you know, I, I don't know. It just didn't feel right this year. Nothing felt right this year, to be honest with you. It was a weird year. I was just talking to, to our guys from Bud Light, and uh, we were talking about the same thing. Like, it just it went from Thanksgiving to, boom, New Year's. Here we are. It, it's like the rest of it was just a complete blur this year. Just flew by. I don't know why, but it did. At least it seemed that way. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Angela says, I agree about the bowl season, Bill. Felt weird this year. The Rose Bowl Parade. Was a day late. Most people had to work. There you go. Right? I that it was just a weird year. I don't know why. 
But but Ben Kenny is destinational viewing for you. So regardless of where you're at, what you're doing, whether you're in the studio or not, you got it on anyway. Yeah, I mean, uh, not to litigate, but uh, like the New Mexico Bowl was great. Go back to December 16th, the the Duluth Trading Care Bowl. You move forward. The Frisco Bowl was a banger. Uh, uh, Things of that nature. I could go on and on. Right. Yep. No, I agree. 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please feel free to do so. Now, the game the other night on Monday night that had the just uh, tragic scene uh, of DeMar Hamlin on the field, and the question was nothing but how is he going to be. Did you read that he had two cardiac arrests, Ben? Did you read that? I don't know where I read that, but I was trying to find it, and they said he had not one but two cardiac arrests. I did not see that. I uh, yeah, I I I didn't realize that, and um, they said that he had two, and that I, I guess one was in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. And now, while his uncle, I guess, is in Cincinnati, and he's been talking to some media there, and I believe to the ESPN reporter as well, but he is down to 50% oxygen, which is a really good sign. But to take pressure off of his lungs, they had to roll him over last night. I don't... I don't I, I don't know. I'm not a, a doctor. I, I'd never heard of that to take pressure off the lungs. I guess the lungs are more towards the back, towards the front. Uh, I, I don't know. And um, then how do you have the breathing tube in when you're rolled over kind of face down, I guess? That's a I, I don't know. It, it's I mean, hey, as long as he's alive, I guess is is fantastic. But I just uh, it, it was it was a weird scenario. I was trying to figure out how they were doing that or why they were doing that. They said to take pressure off of his lungs, but I didn't know laying on your back, put pressure on your lungs. But the good news is he's down to 50% oxygen. Uh, His vital signs are even better. Uh, But, uh, you know, it's, it's his health that's the most concerning, and he's doing better. All the prayers, the prayer vigils and such, I saw that they had another one last night in Buffalo up at the stadium. And many people, many different gatherings of Bills fans, even Bengals fans still outside of the hospital and such. Um, But then the NFL uh, yesterday said that they are not going, they're going to postpone that game. They're not going to play it this week. The discussion now is that after this week, after the games, after week 18, everybody's going to get a bye and let the Bengals and the Bills play either Saturday or Sunday back in Cincinnati to determine who gets the top seed in the AFC and then start the playoffs up and thus eliminating the week before that week by between Super Bowl or between the NFC and the AFC championship games and then Super Bowl. Um, And I guess if that's, you know, what everybody wants and all the teams agree to it. I, I, you know, I don't think the the Packers would certainly mind getting a week off. I don't think any team would mind getting a week off at this point. Um, which would mean that the teams that do get a bye would have two weeks off, except for if it's the Bills or the Bengals getting the top seed in the AFC. They would have to, they would just start playing after that. They would have the one week off. But it, it's just an interesting scenario that they're just not. Um, they're not going to, because there's so much, I guess, seating and such 
and fairness relying upon that game that they don't want to give up that game. Does that sound about right, Ben? Do you, I mean, it's, I, I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but does that sound about right? My sense is they might just they might just not play it at all. Um, where if the Chiefs win, I think they get the one seed. I just don't know how much they can move because they have the week off. They could play with that week before the Super Bowl. They can't move the Super Bowl because of all the scheduling and stuff. Um, I, right. I wonder with this short notice and not as much television but logistics, how much they can actually move. So I would lean towards maybe they just don't even play the game and they do the playoffs based on win percentage. Right. I mean, which at this point, like, I, it's kind of secondary in my mind. I, like, I, I don't think we'll see the Bills go play until we see a definitive um, update on, on how Hamlin's doing and, and whether he pulls through. So yeah. I, I don't know. I don't think anyone that's actually playing that's in the NFL right now really cares about how they do it with the logistics of win percentage right. and such. I, don't, I can't imagine any player, if they went to win percentage, saying, oh, it's not fair. Oh, well, we worked so hard and this and that. And, and Because this is unprecedented. It's not like the lights went out or the stadium flooded or there was a, you know, snowmageddon. This is a guy that almost died on the field. I don't think anybody would be that callous to say, no, you know, we, we earned it. We want to do it on the field. Let's go. You know, knowing what has happened, uh, I just, I can't imagine anybody in that sense. I mean, certainly you're like, well, boy, that's, that's a, that's a, you know, you don't want to say that's a tough break for us because <laughs> obviously you've got a guy in the hospital right now that's fighting for his life. But, um, so I, I, I don't, I, and then there's the, the, you hate to bring this in, but you know what everybody talks about behind closed doors and below the surface, then they'll say, well, there's the monetary aspect. That means Bengals fans, will they get refunded or, you know, how do they do that if they're season ticket holders and what are they going to do? You know, what I, and I can't imagine any football fan going, I want my money back. I didn't get to see a game after everything that went on either. You'd have to be pretty callous to do that. But, you know, who knows? There are people out there that would do that. So I think they're trying to come up with the best case scenario uh, for everybody and and try to – because you're not going to make everybody happy. You're not going to make everybody happy. But uh, if you can do it right, then at least you can lay your head on your pillow at night. Uh, 877-867-1670. Then the Packers get back on the practice field today. Aaron Rodgers talking from the heart yesterday about, you know, what a lot of sentiments have been regarding many different uh, players that you put your body on the line. And, you know, now you got to, you, know, you got to compartmentalize that within your mind and then get back out there and then get ready for a game coming up on Sunday night. That means a lot to the Green Bay Packers, means a lot to the franchise, to legacies and such. So they've got to get that going. So all of that's going on. Um, 877 1670 um the uh the packers coming into this contest and i sat down last night i had nothing last night nothing going on i mean uh i went and smoked a cigar with a friend of mine and came home and i was home by 5 5 30 so i sat down and rewatched that first packers lions game packers should have won that game going away i mean going away and rogers played as bad as I think I've ever seen him play. Especially, obviously, in the red zone. But I, I Packers should have won that game going away. The one thing I came out of, of re-watching that again last night and making my notes, 
was the play calling was not creative. You didn't see much play action. You didn't see a lot of movement. It was it looked disjointed. There were guys stutter stepping as if they were still trying to figure out where they were supposed to be and what they were supposed to do. Uh, uh, no downfield threat at all. It was dink and dunk and left and right and a couple of crossing patterns and a handoff up the middle. And Rodgers was missing guys like I had never seen him miss. And then, but still, still making throws, still converting, still moving the ball. And then when you got into the promising areas, it was just bad passes. You know, passes being batted down at the line of scrimmage. It was almost like, and you don't say this because I know he does, but it was almost like he didn't care. It was just like just winging it, just tossing it, you know, like, ah, whatever. There was some John going on. He's heading back to the back to the sideline. I mean, I just, I watched that game and I thought, wow, they looked, and I can understand now why after that game I went, this season's over. This, this, this team's done. They look like they just didn't care. I mean, all around, the defense looked bad. They and, and the defense actually played good to the point where they only gave up, was it 14 points or 19 points or whatever in that game. They didn't look bad. It, they, 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 they got off the field on third down, but there were times it's like, what are you doing? Guys are looking at each other and – you know, guys are turning their back on the ball and, and downfield, but the the guy that they're covering is coming back. It's like, it, it, it just looked awful. And so when I sat there and I thought, well, first and foremost, Detroit looks a lot better. I mean, a lot better than what they did in that ball game. And Jared Goff is on point right now. So that's one thing to think about. But the Packers look terrible. So if I came out of that game and I go back and look at any of that film – I'm thinking to myself as a Packers fan, they could have won this game going away. They could have they could have dropped a 30 burger on them. No problem. And they just missed it. It wasn't like Detroit did dynamic things and their secondary was all over the No. They just the Packers just stunk. They were just terrible. So I walked away from that going, they can beat this team. Jared Goff looked okay. They put pressure on him. They they, they, you know, got him to throw the ball away a couple of times. They did good things. They, they stopped the run. I mean, it wasn't a terrible game defensively. I'm like, wow, they, this is awful. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm relatively enthused coming into this contest. Now, uh, we're going to make our picks tonight. So I'm not, uh, I'm not hedging my bets on that yet, just yet. But, yeah, I feel, I, I hate to say it. Because I haven't felt good the last couple of weeks, but I actually feel decent about this game. I don't feel as much trepidation coming into this one as I did going into the uh, going into the Minnesota game. So, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up again eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. You want to find us? Do it. And uh, tonight, don't forget coming up, we're going to be at the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill down in the Deer District. It's our last appearance down there this year. So come on out. We're going to be there tonight, 6 to 8. It's the Bill Michaels Huddle. It's brought to you by our good friends over there at Bud Light. They're the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. The Huddle tonight, 6 to 8. And it's on many of these same stations, also on our Facebook fan page. You can follow us there on YouTube, too, is on Twitch, on on Instagram, or not Instagram, on um, on uh, Twitter. You can find us all over the place. So uh, join us tonight, won't you? Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michaels Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. 
You didn't hear about it? Yeah, I'm trying not to cuss. I don't care. <laughs> I just want to play football and go home. You're holding me. You're holding me right now. I just want to go home and play Pokemon. We go home and play Pokemon. Yeah, um, Pokemon. Yeah. Don't do that. You can't disrespect Pokemon like that. Pokemon. Pokemon. Right. Uh, you sound like old. I got old. my nephew some Pokemon cards. They're kind of a big deal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what cards you got on. They must have sucked because you you calling on Pokemon. <laughs> but it's a fine. Never mind. I'm off topic. Come on. Pokemon. Ben, do you remember the Pokemon craze? Were you a part of the craze? Were you out searching for the Pokemon? Uh, I no, not Pokemon Go. That was a disaster. I was a proud holder of Pokemon cards in my youth. Yeah. Do they hold any value today? If I really were to sell them, maybe, probably minuscule, not as much okay. as a baseball card collection. I I don't know honestly. But they yeah. were fun, I think. If anybody knows if Pokemon is a thing, let me know. I mean, I, I, I guess it's like the Beanie Babies. You know, Beanie Babies were a big thing. And there are a couple that have a a, a big dollar uh, amount to them. Most of them are worthless. But there's a couple that were limited edition, so to speak. Uh, I would assume that same with Pokemon. Uh, but... How long? What? When was that craze? How many years ago was that? Probably fifteen. I was. I was gonna say. I was around ten, nine or ten. Yeah. Man, I'm Pokemon. old. Now, were you one of those? Pe- you weren't one of those people that uh, used the app and started to track Pokemon. No, proudly and collect. Okay, that was and stupid. collect stuff. Yeah, that was. Remember when they had people like walking off of cliffs? Yeah, that was, you remember that was that? a disaster. They had people that w- were like so intently looking at their phones and these these geo maps and such that they were believing that stuff that was floating out into into air it was there. And and these people like were walking off of stuff, buildings, and they had a lady. I can't remember where the hell it was. It, she, she was chasing Pokemon and it ran off a like a cliff, like an overhang. It's like, what the hell? Yeah. Bill, I was out in Vermont at, at that summer when it went crazy. And my friends and I would go kayaking, like on these little yeah. rivers. We'd, we'd go down waterfalls and stuff because um, a lot of lot of great water up there. And we would be on this, like a pretty big river and a moving river, not one that, like, there are bridges. It's not one you would ever try to cross. And, and these right. people on one side, we saw them with their phones almost try to walk into the water, try to find a way around the river. <laughs> it's like... There's a bridge three blocks away. Right. We're going by them in kayaks, like going over little ledges. Uh, yeah. It, it looks so ridiculous. Yep. It's, I I don't know. I, I guess if you were into it, you understood it. But I would, I, I would just sit there. There's times where you read the news or you see the news, you're watching it, and you just shake your head. And you're like, no, there's no, come on. There's nobody out there that's that dumb. And sure enough. That's the reason all these things are written on the back of packages. Because somebody out there, because you, you, everything that has a rule or a law to it, it's because somebody's done something stupid. You know, don't swallow a Tide Pod. It became a thing and people were croaking and keeling over and getting violently sick because they were eating Tide Pods. So they had you to don't put it on the... alive at any point. No. That's another rule. But... It, 
people were eating Tide Pods. They thought that was the cool thing to do because they looked like some kind of swirly taffy candy, I guess. But <laughs> it's a Tide Pod. You and I both know, don't put it in your mouth, don't eat it. If you grew up in the days where mom said, I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap, if you swear again, and then she did, you knew not to eat soap. It wasn't a good thing. But there was dummies out there that did it and then got sick and went, what? I can't believe I got sick. That's the reason we have rules, because you're a moron. The rest of us, we all can thrive and survive, uh, but instead of just letting the herd thin itself, we have to you know, drag along the dummies along the way sometimes because they bring down the curve for everybody. Um, ESPN Steve says, well, I had crypto. That's almost worthless. <laughs> yeah. It was funny because it was almost like Aaron Rodgers said, you know, hey, you got to get paid in crypto. Go for it. You know, everybody remember when they were sitting on that. Who was the guy that just got uh, his company and all the all the, uh, you know, oh, the celebrities that were, Sam SBF, Bateman yeah. Freed. Yeah, they just uh, yeah, they're, boy, they follow that lead. Get paid in crypto. Remember when players were actually demanding part of it was Bitcoin, part of it was crypto, and then the rest of it will just take in some cash. And now they're going, what the hell? All my money. It's gone. He actually pled not guilty yesterday. Not to derail us further, but. Yeah. Well, that's what you do. You go in, you plead not guilty. I didn't do it. And then after that, they go discovery on you. And then they say, here's all the evidence. And that's when your lawyer looks at you and goes, dude. Man, you better bring some soap on a rope. And the only that's, that's, the only that's thing helping him right now is Southwest. Oh, as far as uh, you know, the headlines. Uh, yeah. yeah, if you know, if the uh, I'm not going to go down that road, but the headlines. Southwest. I I I don't know if it's true or not. Did you see the letter that was written? And I'm completely off off topic right now. But did you see the letter that was written by? Uh, it was it was an executive, a minor executive at Southwest, that wrote it to like vent but they put it out under a, a different name and i mean they get very detailed about the company and about the management and what they were doing and the warning signs that were there and saying this is what we need to do we need to upgrade it quit downgrading our system to save money and blah 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 and then this happened now the government's involved uh because they believe that they you know they believe they couldn't handle it so they just knocked everything offline and boy that's a that's a mess Oof. How'd you like to be one of those people that were stuck somewhere? All right, uh, 877-867-1670. Let's do this. Let's get back to uh, our, our playoff discussion. Uh, let's go to Ryan. Ryan, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on, man? How you doing? Morning, Bill. Thanks for taking my call. Um, you bet. First thing first, I, w- I just wanted to let you know I did hear that same report that you did this morning about um, Jamar Jama- Jama- Hamlin going into cardiac arrest twice and that they right. moved him over on his stomach. They did mention that on our local okay. broadcast this morning. But, um Kind of pigtailing off your um, discussion this morning between the Bengals and um, Bills game and how they're going to move forward with that. If they decide, I have heard whispers too that they might not display that game and just go off the winning percentage. So that kind of led me looking into um, the Packers and the Seahawks just out of curiosity and how, like, just say that if they decide not to play that game to end uh, for the last week of the season for us and the Lions and the Seahawks playing the Rams, um, how they would finish ahead of us. I'm curious how right now the Seahawks are ahead of us, and if we both win, how the Packers would leapfrog them because I'm breaking down. I'm looking at all the tiebreakers this morning, and obviously it goes off a record first, then head-to-head, which we're, we didn't play them at all head-to-head this year. Uh, then it goes to division record, 
And this is uh, this is the um, order off of NFL.com. So whether or not it's you think that would be accurate, but so then it goes off division record. We're both four and two if we both win. And then NFL.com has common games next, but I've also read that conference games are supposed to be first. So yeah, conference record, game, interconference wins, and if the Packers beat the Lions, that would be an interconference win, and that would yep, put them so, above them. Yep, exactly. So, but the Rams are playing the Seahawks, so that's also interconference. So, looking at the conference records, we're already ahead of them. They're five and six, and we're six and five. And if they win, they'll be six and six. It will be seven and five. So I don't get how they're ahead of us right now if it's on conference games. Uh, I'm just looking for some clarity on that. So that's uh, just been my that's a, super curious. You're getting into morning. the you know you're getting into the Pythagorean theorem of of the NFL football. I have no. It's great. Quite appreciate the phone call. That's a great question. Um, I I don't specifically know to be honest with you. I don't specifically know. I'm just kind of going by what a. What it is we're we're fed, and Seahawks. That's a great question. Dot com bill says that if the Lions and the Seahawks win, the Seahawks obviously go because they beat the Lions. Correct. But if the Seahawks and Packers both win, Green Bay would advance due to a better conference record. Okay, so Green Bay would then advance because of a better conference record if they if they won out. Now I think the reason Seattle's in the spot now is because they beat. The Lions? I don't know. It hurts my brain. Yeah, if it was because because that would be the head to head, so they would be over the Lions. But why would they put why would that be over Green Bay at this point? Because all three are tied? I don't know. Okay. I, I I wouldn't yeah. That that that's what he's asking is if that's the case, then why are they even ahead of us to begin with? And I honestly, I don't know. I, I, I see when we get into that, I, there, there's a logic to it. I understand that somewhere along the way, there's a logic to that, but I don't, what I always look for is down the road and not what is the current, because what, what, what ultimately means something uh, for the Green Bay Packers anyway, is down the road. What happens if, if they win? So. My pack fan says it's because Seattle beat the Lions and the Lions beat the Packers. That's why right now they're ahead, which makes sense. Maybe it's just as simple as that through the head-to-head and in, in, in the in the common opponent. Maybe that's what it is. That's probably a good possibility. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, there wouldn't be any math today. I'm sorry, Tom. Tom said there wouldn't be any math today, and I, I'm, yeah, right. We all our, all of our heads hurt. All right, let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to drink. We're going to come back. And, and get back at it. 877-867-67. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. They've got terrific deals going on right now. No interest, no down payments, no financing, nada, nada. No payments, no interest, uh, no no money down. You're good to go right now. you got to check it out. Psst, between you and me, got to check it out. Go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella, P-E-L-L-A. PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI. I am a proud Pella owner. I love them. I love the fact that they keep the heat in and the cold out. The great room downstairs does not change. I love it to death. And ever since I got that new door, everything has been perfect in the house temperature-wise. 
And it, it, it hasn't fluctuated at all. Absolutely love it. I could swear by these things. I'm telling you, if you're thinking about new windows and doors, making your home more economical, more beautiful, more valuable, go to Pella, P-E-L-L-A, PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. doesn't feel like it weather's a little bit warmer but uh but now's the time i mean if you're starting to go you know what this might not be a bad way to go once the weather breaks uh and that as far as thinking about summer maybe thinking about boating a little bit huh Huh? how about our friends at skipper buds great place to go out in pewaukee my buddy todd is the uh, gm out there good dude good people great service uh but see todd uh they have boats and they're getting back to the pre-COVID inventories, they're starting to get more and more and more in. As a matter of fact, I had a friend of mine who was down at Cunis today, and he said, oh, my God, they've got a ton of vehicles there. So it's it's like pre-COVID days again. And it's same thing for boats. Uh, so if you're thinking about a boat, and right now they're just pouring in, and even some of last year's models are coming in because they're finally getting all the parts for those things. Uh, now's the time to make a deal. Get a hold of our friends at Skipper Buds, 262-544-1200, 262-544-1200. And get a hold of my buddy Todd over there because he's the GM and he'll, 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 he'll give you the hookup. No doubt. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You want to find us, please uh, feel free. Go ahead and do so. Give us a shout. Hey, Ben, is the, uh, is the Seattle game coming up on Sunday? That's an afternoon, uh, a late afternoon game, right? It's not the evening game, obviously. Yeah, but it's a late afternoon game. That's what I thought. I think so. Let That's me check. I, yeah, I think it is. I think Seattle plays. Um, yeah, it's so at we'll three thirty. Okay, so the Rams and the Seahawks playing in Seattle, the uh, three twenty-five or three thirty game, whatever the hell it is at Lumen Field. Um, the the Lions will know if they have a shot at getting to the postseason or not. If it's going to be them, Seattle or or Green Bay, or if it's just going to be Seattle or Green Bay. You know, so 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, do so. Um, this one is from now uh, the the Bengals and the Ravens game is still listed as a TBD. There, I, um, Somebody just asked me, have the Bengals rescheduled that game? They haven't rescheduled the Buffalo Bills. Because the Bills are actually scheduled to play a noon kickoff on Sunday, noon central time on Sunday, against the Patriots at home at Highmark Stadium. But Cincinnati and Baltimore are supposed to play in Cincinnati on Saturday. They have not set the time for that game as of yet, which is a, a little weird. Um, but that they wanted three standalone games that meant something on Saturday, and Cincinnati and, and Baltimore clearly are vying for the top spot in the AFC North, and Cincinnati's vying for jockeying position in the AFC. If Kansas City wins, then Kansas City automatically is the number one overall seed anyway in the AFC, and they're taking on the Raiders out in Las Vegas, the Titans and the Jaguars fighting for their division, and that's a seven fifteen game on Saturday night. So really good football on Saturday. 
I mean, all day long. And then obviously Sunday there's uh, some games that are good, some games that are meaningless. Uh, the Vikings and the Bears, Vikings simply for jockeying position. Bears just, they got the cars running. They're just hoping to get the hell out of there. Um, like I mentioned, the Patriots and the Bill, Patriots are still fighting. Uh, the Texans and the Colts, the Jets and the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins have a little bit of meaning there. Um, you know, obviously that's a team that was vying for the postseason. The Steelers are vying for the postseason. So there's there's some, uh, the Eagles are, you know, trying to win and get in and get the top spot. Uh, not win and get in, but win and get the top overall spot in the NFC. The 49ers are still fighting because they got to win because if the Eagles lose, they could jump the Eagles. So there's a lot of meaningful football. And then obviously the late afternoon game as well is uh, the Cowboys and the Commanders. And if the Cowboys win and the Eagles lose, and I mean, there's a lot of jockeying going on there. So you have meaningful football coming up this weekend. Uh, it's not all win and get in playoff ramification, but it's more so the jockeying for position and who you'll face and such. It is, I'll say this, it's an exciting weekend of football. It's an exciting weekend of football. Um, Pac fan says they aren't scheduled to play on Saturday. I'm looking right at the schedule. It says Saturday, January 7th, 2023, TBD, Ravens and Bengals. That's what I'm that's unless they just haven't scheduled that time yet that I can see. Now maybe I'll go to a different site. But am I am I wrong in this, Ben? That's what it says on ESPN. I just I, I just think they haven't decided anything yet. Yeah. Um it says on the NFL site, the it still says TBD. It still says TBD. It says uh, it's Sunday slash Saturday slash Sunday, January 7th, January 8th, TBD. Maybe that's just they just haven't decided what they want to do with that game yet. On We, we have a media site we go to, and I'm on the media site, and it says Saturday slash Sunday. So I don't know. I got I to gotta think that they would, if it was Saturday, they would have made a decision by now. I got. Th- I would uh, probably agree. I would say it's probably going to be a Sunday game. It would have to be at this point, right? I mean, but they just haven't picked a time. But it says Saturday slash Sunday, January seventh, eighth, TBD. Uh, anyway, that being said, not that it has a lot of concern for us, but just wanted to kind of throw out some of the uh, some of the games coming up this weekend. It'll be good games too. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Mark says, uh, "I also went back and watched the Green Bay Packers take on the Detroit Lions. I agree with you; they could have put up thirty points easily. That was one of Aaron Rodgers' worst performances. Do you think something was going on in his head that day? Yeah, I'm sure there was. I'm sure he's going, "What the hell? I can't. Why, why can't I play better? It, it was terrible. It, but you know, again, it, it, if that's the worst game he's going to play, and he he's shaking that off since it." I don't think that Aaron Rodgers is be, because the question I was listening this morning and they're saying, well, Aaron Rodgers hasn't even played his best game yet. Wait till the postseason. It's like, no, this is it. Unless I'm sure he can play better. Absolutely. But right now, don't expect it. You don't expect it to happen because it hasn't. Otherwise, it would have happened already. Right. It would have happened sometime this season. Right now, this is what it is. Can they play better? Yes. But if you're waiting for the Aaron Rodgers flicking it all over the place and dropping dimes everywhere, I'm not waiting for that. 
because that means you're you're hoping for something to happen that hasn't happened all season long. Right now, the old adage is you play with what you got, whether it's players or you scheme with what you've got, and you know how you've played all throughout the season. They have to rely on the run. The run has to be a, almost a 50-50 split with the passing game or more so than the passing game. You have to control the line of scrimmage, period. That's first and foremost. Secondly, you got to play defense. You can't turn the ball over, and you got to play an opportunistic defense. A turnover, maybe two, obviously you win the game. The, the, the percentage goes way up if you get yourself a turnover. But I'm not – for those that keep talking about, well, Aaron Rodgers in the postseason, he's going to turn it on and this and that. Stop. Why would he have not turned it on in Detroit when they were getting drilled? Why would he have not turned it on in Philadelphia? I mean, we can talk about the thumb, sure, absolutely. I understand that. But, you know, coming out of the bye week, why, why didn't he turn it on? It, it, it just, he's played well. He's played well with what he's got. And part of the problem has been Watson comes back, plays well for a couple of games, they start to get into rhythm, and then he goes down with an injury. Dobbs just came back. And then... The, and we've already been through this, but the whole spiel about Lazard and Cobb is a terrific slot comeback play breaks down. I know what you're thinking, guy. That's what he is. He is a a, a chain mover. He's a, he's a safety net. All of that. But Lazard's a dude. He's very sure, but he's a dude. So that's part of the problem. And to me, it's not about focusing on Christian Watson downfield or focusing on Romeo Dobbs and getting them involved. To me, it's about just hit who's open. Tunyon across the middle. Jones out of the backfield. Cobb on a comeback. Watson downfield. Romeo Dobbs uh, on a crossing pattern. All of that stuff, just move the sticks. Ball control, move the sticks, run the ball. That's how you're going to win. That's how you're going to win. Tyler, when we come back, I'm going to get you right on. Tyler, uh, listening to us in Buffalo. Tyler's going to join us coming up next, and uh, we'll take some more phone calls. 877-867-1670. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers are back at practice today. Yesterday, they signed another place kicker, Matt Amendola, to the practice squad. Amendola's been with the Panthers, Jets, Chiefs, and Cardinals. Before Sunday's game against the Vikings, the Packers elevated kicker Ramiz Ahmed to the 53-man roster. But during pregame warm-ups, he suffered a groin injury. I asked Mason Crosby, was the plan to have Ahmed do the kickoffs while he kicked the field goals? That was the plan, yeah. yeah they elevated him to... Uh, to hit some kickoffs, uh, you know, take a little bit off the legs. But, um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, just something in pregame, um, you know, happened. And, um, you know, I was, you know, obviously I get warm and do all my stuff. But, uh, you know, we we let a couple get out on kickoff, which, uh, you know, I, I didn't hit some some balls exactly how I wanted. But, uh, you know, I thought we did, uh, again, you know, guys are flying around covering. And, uh, and then you know, how the defense and how the offense, you know, stepped up whenever, uh, whenever we needed it. Aaron Jones on one Crosby hit that field goal from 56 yards out just before the half against the Vikings Sunday. I, well, I was standing next to Ramiz, and I'm like, immediately I couldn't tell how long, if, how far it was. So I said, Ramiz, how, how far is this? He said 56. So I saw his money in the bank. And then so I'm like, and it hits off the crossbar, and I'm like, oh, that's going over, that's going over. And it goes over, and I'm just like, 
I, I was ready to run on the sideline like he kicked the game winning field goal. You know, Mason puts in so much hard work and he's a true leader of this team as well. And just to see uh, God continue to have success in, in a big moment. Next, the Packers host the Lions on Sunday night football. The last time Green Bay played Detroit, they lost 15 to 9 at Ford Field. Lions head coach Dan Campbell says the Packers have improved since then. This is a better football team than we played the first time. All three phases are clicking together and, and they're all just kind of boosting each other up, you know, and that's that's why they're a dangerous team right now. That's Lions head coach Dan Campbell. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Top of the hour, Mark Schofield, SB Nation, going to be joining us. We'll talk with him about the rest of the NFL. By the way, uh, Ryan sends me a note saying an NFL player retired a week after selling a rare 1998 Pokemon card for 672000 bucks. After seven seasons in the NFL, Blake Martinez. Remember him? Blake Martinez, former Packer. Uh, next role, Pokemon trainer. There you go. So going back to our Pokemon discussion. Oh, my goodness. Blake Martinez selling a Pokemon card for over $600,000. There you go. Uh, 877-867-1670. Back at it. Let's go to Tyler listening to us in Buffalo. Tyler, how are you doing today, man? What's going on? Doing good, Bill. How's it going? Good, man. What's up? Not much. Uh, I was just uh, agreeing with you, and I don't think you're going to see that Aaron Rodgers because the way they've had success in the past four or five weeks hasn't been with Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball over the field. It's been running football, and especially this week against Detroit. Carolina showed you two weeks ago how the roadmap to beat Detroit. you got to keep running the ball, and we mm-hmm. have probably our offensive line as healthy as it's been in the last year, so they've shown that they can, if they can run the ball, run the ball effectively, you know, and Aaron Rodgers is, is the compliment, and, you know, he makes the one or two wild throws a game, and he doesn't turn the ball over then that's the way they're going to win. Like, it's it's the opposite of when, you know, it was peak Rodgers, you know, when he was the mm-hmm. focal point of the offense and the, run, and the running game was the compliment. Now it's the opposite. Uh, which you're right. I mean, the Lions, it, it, Zach Krause put up a good set. He said that the Lions have given up 5.3 yards per carry in the run game. Uh, whether it's at home or on the road, 11 touchdowns both sides. And it's he also said the Lions are giving up more yardage per carry when teams run out of the shotgun, 6.7 yards per carry, which I hate, but okay, I'll take it. But I agree with you. I think the steady diet of the run game, especially at Lambeau Field, especially outside, the field plays into, their, into the Packers' favor, obviously. It did against the Minnesota Vikings. It's going to be a semi-similar game, I guess, weather-wise coming up on Sunday to what we had the other night. So it's, I think it's in the 20s, if I'm not mistaken, but, and it'll be cool, but it, it won't be frigid for a, a, you know, a January game. But I, I agree with you. I think the, the, the steady dose of run and pass and not just going pass heavy uh, is, is the way to go. To, to, to one, keep uh, their offense off the field, uh, to continue to churn out first downs, to get their defense tired for the second half, and to give yourself momentum and get yourself into a rhythm. I completely agree with you, man. All right. All right. I'll have a good one. Yeah, have a good one. All right, buddy. You too. There you have it. 877-867-1670. Chuck says, uh, did you uh, get your quick trip year in review? A, quote, steady tripper. 
But then I just opened an account in October, so this year should be rather interesting. Um, I, I did not. Where do you get that? Do you get that on your phone or on the app? I don't know. I know one thing. I had uh, 50, I think the last time I went on my app was like 56 trips or something like that. Because I'm there probably three times a week. Two, three times a week, easy. But I have to take a look at that. Hey, uh, oh, it comes in my email? Oh, crap, I got to open it then. I don't open my email. That's probably why. Uh, let's do this. Mark Schofield, SB Nation, going to be joining us coming up next. Going to talk about the rest of the NFL. Stay tuned. We got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. The Bill Michael Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.